and howdy howdy patrons and everybody else because once because this is going to be a free episode that releases also on easter because thematic is themes and everything happy easter yes and, and, yep. and if you celebrate it happy easter yay um, and all of that good stuff and i hope you're not in a church at the moment you know because this is coronavirus times uh but but in 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 uh in sort of celebration of this i guess it's okay and i and i say celebration of this as as uh casey is in the background there <laughs> it's, it's a curtain call it, it's a little bit more casual we can, yeah. we can manage it um so so what Rosen had pointed out earlier during the main show was the 1969 Easter Mass incident. And at the time, it, it didn't click, but I, I read over it a little bit, you know, skimmed it a little bit. I'm like, oh, this thing, that's right. Hmm. So, so yeah, I hold a lot of information in this head. Sometimes it needs needs a little bit of a prick. I could work on my Rising! Yeah. Yeah. So, the 1969 yep. Easter Mass incident, as posted on um oh god the the blog itself is called chickens of unusual size and the 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 address is gallus I'll, I'll try and remember to put the link in the doobly-doo um and and this was this had been posted uh back in 2018 january 14th 2018 and they do have content warnings religion blood religion food symbolic cannibalism symbolic gore Penis mention, blasphemy, so much blasphemy. Weapons, war mention. Mind the warnings, in your health always comes first. It is a hilarious story, I promise. As always, all the names have been changed to protect people's identities. This is a long one, so if you so if you want to skip it, wait, we kind of understand. Ah, so, and of course, this is a dramatic reading, and we are all going to take some turns because, as you probably can tell, my voice is getting a little tired. So... We'll, we'll we'll start. We'll pass off as we need. <clears throat> when my dad was a young man and still a practicing Catholic, he participated in a small church communion that nearly got him and six other people excommunicated. Father Patrick ran a small church outside of California Polytechnical and tended to be rather more liberal in his interpretations of scripture than most of the church was, which made him something of Bit, something of a hit with the local students and liberally inclined populace. Pat went to all manner of civil demonstrations, condemned the shit out of the Vietnam War and the politics that led to it, and so on. In January of 1969, nice, a series of incidents led him to start exploring non-traditional means of holding mass as a means of reaching out to his community and exploring his own faith, which ultimately culminated in the 1969 Easter Mass incident for those of you who weren't raised catholic communion is that is this ritual where you become one with jesus by eating a really horrible bland wafer cookie and taking a shot of wine called hosts <coughs> excuse me which then literally quote unquote become the flesh and blood of jesus in your mouth allowing him to become one with you it's a big McFucking deal, and you have to, and you have the opportunity to take communion at every mass. All this had to be explained to me secondhand because after this and Dad's fifty-one days in the army, Dad decided he wouldn't reflect, inflict religion on any children he might have in the future. Good for him. So, 
Hey, Dad, six-year-old me asked the first time he told me this story after my practicing friends were talking about getting wine at church. Isn't that cannibalism? We're getting to that, he waved. <laughs> the first incident in January, when, due to a serious cock-up by the church, all the hosts Father Pat received were moldering and spoiled and probably would have killed someone <coughs> if he had actually fed anyone them. But it was the first mass of the year when a peak number of people came in after vowing to go to go to church for more for New Year's. He could not he couldn't not have communion. I'll bake, offered Maria, the parish secretary, and probably the best baker in the county. So we have hosts, Jesus will understand. Father Patrick, not one to pass up the chance at Maria's cooking, immediately agreed. A host is supposed to be comprised solely of unleavened wheat flour and water, which is why they taste terrible. It's a theological point of some importance relating to Exodus or something, but Maria had an important theological counterpoint. Jesus both divine Jesus both divine and loves all his children. Ergo, Jesus would neither be a nasty bland cracker nor want his children to suffer as such suffer as such, and so instead she said she made Mexican wedding cookies. Mexican wedding cookies for your communion, okay? Mm -hmm. Ah... Michelle, why don't you take the next few paragraphs? Uh, oh. Yep, makes it go about it. Yeah. All right. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> they were a spectacular hit. Many praises were heaped upon Father Patrick for the much better wafers and that they'd be sure to show up next week as long as Maria kept making them. Father Patrick figuring that, hey, anything that gets people in the doors is good and real good and really turning into Jesus once inside the parishioner it didn't really matter what the wafers were made of so he he continued to let Maria bake the hosts and encouraged her to try out new flavors like nutmeg and cinnamon this went on swimmingly for a few weeks until the bishop showed up for a surprise visit the same week Maria decided to experiment with rainbow sprinkles uh -oh. I remembered hearing the bishop through the window roaring the holy body of Christ does not contain rainbow sprinkles. <laughs> oh, to read that more accurately, the holy body of Christ does not contain rainbow sprinkles. <laughs> the oh. matter went. <laughs> the matter went clean up <laughs> to the archbishop, who decided that while Pat was probably right. And, not to feed spoiled hosts to a parish, he should attend some remedial classes to remember what communion was all about so that if it happened again, he'd come up with a more suitable substitute. Father Patrick returned late in, uh, returned in late March, full of spite and some fascinating new ideas. <laughs> okay, spite? Oh, this has got to get good. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh... Is this... Oh, hang on. Oh, bloody window. Is this where the cannibalism happens? Yeah. me asked, eager to get to the good parts. <laughs> At his remedial classes, the teacher had stressed the importance of unsubstitution, uh, oh, long word, aka the bits where the wafer and the wine actually literally become the flesh of Jesus Christ and we expect you to swallow. Phrasing! Also... <laughs> <laughs> Also on the syllabus was the understanding of Paul's Christ's suffering and sacrifice. So, 
I was thinking about ESA service. Father Patrick, one afternoon, when I was doing his computer science homework in the, at the church because his door was barely standing, was a barely standing fire hazard, and the library was where, where you went to have sex. Where they go, Berkeley? <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> we do reenactments for Christmas. Why not? Why not on Easter? Why not? Good grief! Why not reenact the crucifixion of Christ right here? Make it real for everyone. It was great for bonding and community together. I think Who's we got playing that Jesus? The cross. Yeah. Who's playing Jesus? Asked Maria. Always one for a good laugh. That's the thing. A host. Uh, that's the thing. A host doesn't look much like flesh, right? Doesn't look like much of anything, really. <laughs> I'm not great for re reinforcing one's beliefs. Uh, excuse me. What if instead we? And I mean you, Maria, and can cook. Oh, ah, sorry. And I mean you, Maria. I can't cook to save my life. Make a man-sized loaf of bread, maybe in the shape of a T, and we have some of the boys dress up as Romans and whip the bread, and we pour the wine on it so it so it's bleeding, and then bleeding. So it's bleeding on them, and then we make a big wooden cross, and actually now the bread it with, I don't know, railroad spikes. More wine all over! And we raise the cross while we're telling the story of the crucifixion. You know, gravy, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> he paused to take a drink. Maria slowly crumpling on the floor in horrified laughter and sat down thoroughly distracted from his homework. <laughs> oh... Uh, <laughs> Rosen, you wanna you wanna take a few from here? Oh, oh yeah, oh. let me pull it up. Yeah, <laughs> I was just happy listening. Excuse me. Okay. Um. Uh. Uh. on the floor and giggles. Yeah. yeah. He. He paused to take a drink, Maria slowly crumpling onto the floor in horrified laughter, and Dad now thoroughly distracted from his homework. Uh, then we lower the cross and invite everyone who wants to take communion up to tear a hunk of Jesus off. Just descend into his corpse like vultures. I think that would be a really good bonding experience for the church, he nodded thoughtfully. The hard part, I suppose, would be finding enough Romans. Uh, I want to be Longinus! Fell of my father barreling into the room. Oh... <laughs> and so the plan was hatched dad hit up every other guy in the church and eventually rounded up four more romans three of them from the education department of cal poly and one guy from chemistry who would just like to watch things burn this being a play naturally meant that there needed to be a rehearsal and test bread jesus uh maria had decided if they were going to start being extra literal she needed to make the most lifelike bread Jesus possible, and make a distressingly buff and human proportion Jesus by, by advanced bread braiding, uh, complete with pleated hair, quails of egg and raisin eyes, uh, bready muscle groups, and an eight pack, because why not make the Lord completely shredded? Why yeah, why not? She also, she also made the important theological decision that since Jesus loves everyone and was happy to die in spite of all his suffering, he should be smiling and have a toothy corn kernel smile. He was wonderful and terrifying all at once. 
Maria, asked Father Patrick, after a few minutes of delighted and horrified cooing over Jesus' toothy grin and abdominals, why is he wearing a tea towel? Well, if he is the son of God, a man, with all that entails. She said, uh, pointedly staring at Father Patrick while everyone else <laughs> stared at the suspiciously lumpy tea towel. And he you might have, uh, you burnt slightly. Dick. Everyone nodded and agreed that the tea towel was the best course of, dis- of action. The rehearsal goes splendidly, and everyone agrees that this is the most delicious Jesus they've ever had. Easter Sunday arrives, and the church is packed. From the more lapsed Catholics showing up for a high holiday, parents visiting for spring break, and a whole horde of newcomers who had gotten wind that something was up with the Gomer. Uh, I think I might just finish it off because it's, oh God. Okay. Yes. Dad is a lanky as hell 21-year-old comprised mo- composed mostly of technical jargon and acne, but he is stoked to be playing Longinus, the Roman that speared Jesus on the cross, because he gets to do the best technical effect in the whole parade. Since he came in at the end, he... Since he came in at the end, he missed a good portion of the sermon, but did hear the ooh from the crowd as the massive cross was dragged in by the other Romans, followed by horrified gasps and high screams and a, discern- and a discernible, what the fuck, as they brought in Red Jesus 2.0, whipping him enthusiastically and hammering him into the cross, the sound of wine splashing onto the floor and loud and terrified in the terrified silence of the, of the parishioners. Finally, Father Patrick gets to the part about Longinus, and Dad comes sprinting down the aisle as hard as he can, because in order to, for Bread Jesus to be seen by everyone, his middle had to be around, about 10 feet off the ground. So Dad had to run, shrieking Latin curses down the length of the church, with a big honking spear and take a flying leap at Jesus in order to spear him in the gut. Please take a moment to imagine you are some normal, God-fearing Catholic who's just decided to visit little Bobby or maybe Patricia at college, and you're all going to church together like a nice family, and this fucking madman has decided to go all Silence of the Lambs on mass, and now there's some sort of un- undurfed transli- I cannot read, apparently. Undurfed translucency translucently pale man in ill-fitting Roman armor and a cape flying at a horrifying gluttonous effigy of your lord and savior with an actual fucking spear screaming like a madman. Don't you feel yourself drawing closer to God already? Defensively, perhaps, like an octopus trying to ooze itself into a crevice against the horrors of the ocean. However, two things happened that were not planned on. One, dad misses. In his defense... Bread Jesus is close to, but not quite the size of a man. More like the size of a doughy teenager, and his middle is a small target. About ten feet up in the air, and Dad, as as a computer science minor, is not an athletic scholarship. Uh, He misses by about eight inches, and instead very solidly stabs Bread Jesus right through the groin. Oh, no! Leaving a big hole in Maria's tea towel, and the spear jumping out of decidedly... Attentive angle, as bread Jesus, <laughs> as bread Jesus's bread dick drops to the floor with a splat. Nobody notices this. 
Nobody notices, however, because, too, in rehearsal, Dad had managed to get the spear right in Jesus' navel, but neither Father Patrick nor the other Romans could get the wine up there to make this middle appropriately bloodied. Maria came up with the genius solution that since wine is made of grapes and jam is made of and gra- jam is made of grapes, she can make a jelly filled Jesus for Dad to stab. <laughs> There was a, yeah, there was a normal-sized test loaf, and when Dad stabbed it on the table, it had a nice, nicely gooey dribbling effect. However, this time the loaf was torso-sized, still hot from the oven and upright. So when Dad speared the very end of the loaf, all the steam-pressured jam had collected at the bottom, and a spray of lukewarm smuckers exploded out from Bread Jesus, <laughs> turning the first three views into a splash zone of symbolic entrails. There was a hot, sticky minute of complete silence in the church after that. (coughs) I used to play bass for hot, sticky minute. Then Father Patrick indicated it was time for the cross to be lowered and continued on with the normal preparations of the host. He himself covered in hot smuckers, as though nothing particularly ordinary was occurring, quietly kicking the bread dick under the altar. At the end of it all, Father Patrick invited everyone up with the last oration. Though out, though out, God, thou, O oh God, rather, has kindly allowed us to have a part in this holy sacrifice, for this we give thee thanks. Accept it now to thy glory, and be ever mindful of our weakness. Amen. And everybody came up, shuffling like terrified zombies, pinching off tiny bits at first, but then the madness took them, and they began tearing apart bread Jesus by the handful, weeping as they partook, scattered prayers and begging for forgiveness. The whole congregation was kneeling about the altar, tearful and united in their guilt and their need for God. Is church always like that? Six-year-old me asked, absolutely stoked. I'd convert it on the spot if I could a show like that. No, it's normally bland wafers and lots of chanting in Latin. Well, that's boring as hell. I remember muttering in Dad's snorting coffee he was drinking out of his nose. As people filed silently out of the church to a gloriously sunny California afternoon, faces wan and smeared with wine and jam, Father Patrick turned to Maria and asked, You don't think that was too much, do you? <laughs> no. No. Nah. The sarcastic deadpan so intense it was hard to tell from sincerity. It was the exact same tone she used when the archbishop and six other high clergy showed up, clutching a letter someone had written, livid and almost foaming at the mouth, demanding to know such blasphemy had transpired. No, that's crazy, she said, staring down the archbishop like he was an idiot. Such imagination some people have, said Father Patrick, much less convincingly. And you didn't spear and effigy of our lord and savior the archbishop demanded of my father spear <laughs> look like i can jump that high dad asked having been having in the interim been drafted for 51 days and nearly died of pneumonia from it and therefore no longer afraid of the church the law or god somewhat relieved that he'd only received the extremely detailed ramblings of a doddering parishioner the archbishop sat down and complimented Maria on her most excellent Mexican wedding cookies. May he please have another plate for his nerves, perhaps one the ones with sprinkles. Dad went on to help build the internet, Father Patrick converted to Buddhism, and Maria became a nun. For those, for those of you wondering, Jesus, Jesus was made of chala, 
Hala, thank you. Hala. So, he was a kosher Jesus. <laughs> was he? Was he fully kosher? Yes. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, no, because uh, no, is eleven. And that's why we can't have the Passover. If he was fully atonement. <laughs> uh, so yes, that is that is the the nineteenth. Si- <laughs> was Brett Jesus circumcised? No, the world may never know, but yes, the answer remains. Well, that is the nineteen sixty nine Easter mass incident. <coughs> Again, this one. In addition to being there for the patrons, <laughs> uh, did put it out for um, everybody at, at the very least on the YouTube. At the time of recording, I'm kind of wishy-washing on putting it on the main um, RSS feeds as well. Um, but you know, it make you, it'll it'll give you an excuse to maybe go we check out see. the YouTube channel. You know, and you can subscribe there as well. So hooray! Yeah. Oh, but yeah, definitely, definitely a longer one than than our usual ones. Wow, we're at like twenty one minutes of recording time. <laughs> yeah. So all right. Yep. So he's and gonna, I'm gonna get a phone call. So I gotta go. We're gonna go off and do things. I gotta pee. So uh, <laughs> so thank you guys for listening. If you are a patron and you heard this first, thank you for being a patron. I uh, hope you enjoyed this, and uh, we'll see you all next time. Bye. Bye.